Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. All right, y'all, we are uh, we're continuing in our message series uh, that we started last week called Lawless. And uh, what we're doing with this series, the idea behind this is looking at the law, the Jewish law, the biblical law, that is kind of the foundation of a lot of the ways that even we still live today, and how that affects the way we live, and really how we approach the law, how we approach the rules, the rules of life. For sure, the biblical rules, right, that we have, but also just the rules in life. Last week, the message we started off with was, Jesus didn't come to abolish the law, right? But he came to complete the law, to fulfill the law. So when we put our trust, our hope, our life in Jesus, we are putting it in in, in a place, in a person, where the law has been fulfilled, completed. So instead of us needing to focus on the rules, we can focus on our relationship with Jesus. And today I want to dig into that a little bit further and talk about more of the rules, the law. I've said before, you probably heard me say this, if not, I'll say it real quick, that when it comes to like board games and things like that, I am all about the rules. I wanna know the rules. It doesn't mean I'm gonna follow all of them. I'm also a cheater when it comes to board games, but I, I at least want to know the rules so I can call you out on not following the rules and then you know, forget the rules when it comes to me. So I'm all, about, I'm all about the rules in that sense, but I, uh, I actually had a, uh, a conversation with a friend of mine this week who is a police officer here in San Marcos, uh, and I, I didn't even a- ask him or her if I could say their name, so I don't know if I will, uh, but uh, I, 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 I wanted to talk to them about the law, the rules. Has anybody ever been pulled over, stopped? And you got off with a warning. No, oh, every, every girl in the crowd raises their hand. Perfect. All right, one more time. You got off with a warning. You got off with a warning. Okay, all right. Almost everybody that has a license. How did you feel when you got off with a warning? How did you feel? Like, whew, dodged, dodged it there. That would have been a bad one. God was really looking out for me. What about what, you don't have to raise your hand for this, but you got pulled over and you thought you were going to get away with a warning and the cop was not, you know, buying into your shenanigans and uh, you got a ticket. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what, me? How did you know who I am? <laughs> what's funny, what's interesting is that both of those times that you got pulled over, supposedly, um, you uh, had broken some rule. You had broken some law. Right? So why, if we have our police officers, and, and, and we, you know, the police officers are meant to you know, help us follow the rules and follow the law, why would they let you off with a warning? You broke a law. If you broke a law, you should pay the price. And this is how the Jewish people lived for thousands of years. If you broke a law, you paid a price. You broke a law, you paid a price. And there was no wiggle room. There was no gray. There was no God's going to let you off with a warning. It was either you do this or something very bad is going to happen. 
If you say something or don't say something the right way, if you do something or don't do something the right way, and you don't offer up, if you don't bring an offering to pay for that, then you will pay for it. The law, the biblical law, was very, very serious to the Jewish people. Very, very serious. And so what happens is you bring someone around, someone along, like this new kid on the block named Jesus, and he's just throwing caution to the wind. He's telling people that God loves them. He, he's, you know, he's got miracles that he's, he's healing people. He's making trees grow, making trees die. He's doing all these incredible things. And then he comes face to face with some of the religious people of the day. He challenges the way that they approach faith, the way that they approach people. And there's a few things that Jesus has to say about the law. Like I said last week, we said that Jesus didn't come to abolish the law. So Jesus didn't come to just flip over the tables. He did do that in one story. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, he didn't come to, to, uh, to just change everything and say there's no more rules anymore, y'all. Do whatever you want. He came to bring and institute freedom, which is actually more challenging than just following rules. It's easy to follow rules, right? You lay out the rules, here's what you do, you have to do this, this, and this, but what if you said, okay, there's no rules, you can do whatever you want, you have freedom to do whatever you want, that is challenging. It's especially challenging to be in a family living in freedom, to be in a community where everyone's living in freedom. The challenge is, is how do we interact with each other in there? So, you've got this new kid on the block, Jesus, and there's this one special day in the Jewish faith. You might know what it is. You'll definitely heard this word before. It's one special day called the Sabbath. The Sabbath actually originated, the idea for the Sabbath originated is, if you don't know the story, the story goes that God created the heavens, the earth, the universe in six days, and on the seventh day, you might know on the seventh day, he, what, anybody? He rested. And that is where the idea of the Sabbath came from. It was this idea instituted by God given us an example by God to work and then rest. <laughs> that was fun. You work for six days and you rest. And what happened is when the Jewish people, our spiritual ancestors, because Jesus was Jewish, and I don't know if you knew that, our spiritual ancestors, they took that very literally and very specifically. So the work week, the week was set up in seven days. You work for six, and on the seventh day, you rest. Take a break. Now, you and I now can probably get maybe the heart behind a rest day, right? You, you could probably get, or we could probably have a conversation about the rest day is so that we're not overworking ourselves, right? So we're, we're taking a break physically. We're taking a break mentally. We're taking a break emotionally. We can probably get why that is there. But see, when you're living in back in these times, there was no room for what's the heart behind that law. It was what is the law. And so the Jewish people took it very seriously. They said on the seventh day, on the day of rest, you do nothing. You can do nothing. And when they say nothing, 
They mean nothing. Anything that, anything that even smells like work. Law broken, law broken. And watch what Jesus does. There's a verse I want to read to you today. In Mark chapter 2. Now, if you're not familiar with the Bible, the book of Mark is one of the four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay, And the way Mark writes in this particular version of the Gospel, this, he, he, this is all the... The, the things that Jesus did while he was uh, here on earth, the uh, interactions he had with people, some of the miracles are listed here. But in the book of Mark particularly, he's very much more focused on the activities that Jesus did, the things that Jesus did, uh, more so than he's focused on some of the teachings of Jesus. Okay, So if you read the book of Mark, you'll see you'll, it's a lot of action. It's things that are happening. Jesus is doing things, not just teaching. And so I want to read a particular part where Jesus has a discussion about the Sabbath. Now remember, from a few moments ago, the Sabbath is a day of rest, and it, it was taken very seriously. You were not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. In fact, there was a, a time or two where Jesus would heal somebody, heal somebody physically from their illness, and it would have been a great thing except he healed them on the Sabbath, and he wasn't supposed to do that. So you have all these religious people, all these scholars who know the law, and they're like, that's great, but it's against the law. Super cool thing you're doing there, Jesus, but you can't do it on the Sabbath. Don't you know the rules? Don't you know the law? Do you know anybody like this? Are you like this in your family? Because <laughs> I am. So I want to read Mark chapter 2. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read verse 27, but right before I get to verse 27, I want to kind of give you the context of the story, okay? So just kind of listen along here for me. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the, Phar the Pharisees said to Jesus, and the Pharisees are a religious group, okay? They know the rules. They know the law. The Pharisees said to Jesus, look. Why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? And Jesus said to them, haven't you ever read the scriptures? What David did when he and his companions were hungry. He went into the house of God during the days when Abathar was high priest and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests were allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. And then Jesus said to them, let's pick it up in verse 27. And then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. I want you to think about that for a second. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. That is a very controversial statement for when it was made. And, and, and it doesn't say this here, I, I'm, this is just an opinion that I'm pulling out of this, okay, that I'm, I'm going to kind of extrapolate this, is the law was made to serve people, not people to serve the law, right? These rules are created for us, not us created to follow the rules, it's not like God on the first day created and chiseled the Ten Commandments, then made people, God created the heavens and the earth and light and darkness and the water. And then on the sixth day, us. 
We were in God's mind before rules were in God's mind. We, us, people. How often, how often are other people around us in our family, in our community, how often are they in our mind first before the rules, before the law? When I was talking to uh, this friend of mine who's a police officer, he, uh, she, he, she, I said, do you have any stories of when you stop somebody, you're heading in direction with somebody, and they broke, they broke a law, there was a law that was broken, but you knew the situation was kind of bigger than that, and, and you gave them a break, you gave them warning. And he said, uh, he's, actually, he's like, actually, I'm probably the worst person at this because I have let a lot of people go with warnings. So maybe I should give you his name. That way, if you get stopped, you know to. <laughs> if I get stopped, I'm like, is, uh, is he working tonight? Can you tell him I'm here? <laughs> and I asked, I, I said, I say, give me an example. Okay, give me an example of something where. Someone has broken the law, but you knew the situation was bigger than that. And he said, he said there's, there's, there's so many, there's plenty. He said, a lot of times something happens, you know, you, you had a bad day, you had a, a rough day, a wild day, a stressful day, or just a long day. And you were going to turn a left, you, you, you were going to turn left, but you forgot to hit your blinker. Criminal, criminal. You bet you broke a law, there is a law. And so, boo! Is there anything that sinks your stomach more than uh, seeing the lights behind you in your rearview mirror? And I'm sure every cop knows that this is gonna, you know, this is gonna ruin their day, right? So he said, you know, they they pull over, and he said he would have an inter- and some, a lot of interactions. He said he would have an interaction something like this. He said, I pulled you over, you know, the blinker. Do you have your license? I'm like, no, I don't have my license. Like, oh. Why don't you have a license? He said many times, many times, the story is, so, so okay, okay, let's stop right there. There's no story. There's two laws broken. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't signal, and you don't have your driver's license. Everyone on earth, at least in Texas, knows you need to have your driver's license to drive. You need to have it on you. So there's two laws broken. And if we are focused on the rules, if we are focused on the law, then this person is for sure getting a ticket. And they don't have their license, so we might have to impound their car. Not my rules. I don't know how it works. But, because this police officer is a human being, <laughs> says, why don't you have your license? He said many times the story is like, well, you know, I had some stuff going on with my license. It got taken away, but I need to get to work to pay for the fees to get my license back. And the only way I can get to work is to drive this car, so... I know I shouldn't be driving without a license, but it's my only way to get to work and to be able to, to take care of these things and get things done. And even myself, I'm not in that position. I feel like, man, I, gosh, I get that. And so this police officer would say that many times he's like, okay, I get it. Just be careful. Use your blinker. Have a good rest of your day. Now, according to the law, if we are only worried about laws and rules, then there is no interaction there. 
And, and, and you got to think, even if you're that person, and I've been that person before, where I, I didn't uh, uh, signal a blinker, or I, was, or I was speeding, or being too handsome in a no-handsome zone. It's all the time. I've been there, and I get pulled over. I'm like, you're right, I, I was speeding. You're right, I didn't use my blinker. You're right. Smolderingly handsome. That's it. And I feel like that, it's, it's justified for me to get a ticket, right? It's justified for me to get this. Now, I don't mean to make this all about the police today, but I, I, I want to I bring to your attention how many rules and laws that you probably break every day that a police officer is probably like, it's not worth my time. It's not worth their time. And the amount of rules, the laws that you and I probably break every day that are listed in here. I could probably rattle off a few. Has anybody lied to anybody recently? You biblical criminal, just one brave soul. The rest of you are liars. I lie all the time. You ever texted and said you're on your way and you weren't? You liar. You ever texted and said, traffic's crazy, it's backed up, and you're flying down the highway at 85 miles an hour? You liar. <laughs> uh, your alarm didn't go off? Sure it didn't. You see what I'm saying? Life is more complicated than rules. Life is more complicated than the simple rules that we can lay down and say, here's one, two, and three rules to follow. We're more complicated than that. Life is more complicated than that. And what I see, what I see in the person of Jesus, what I see in what Jesus came to do, and when he says something simple but so profound and so controversial and so it, 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 it just riled up the, the religious people today, when he says something crazy, like Sabbath was not created, the Sabbath was made, sorry, to meet the needs of us. The Sabbath was made for us to have rest, not for us to be subject to the rules of the Sabbath. The law is there to serve us, to guide us. That's what the, that's what the law is there for. I was thinking about this uh, yesterday as I was driving around. I'm like, what, what, kind of, what kind of traffic laws? Don't get me started on traffic laws. What kind of traffic laws do I follow and never even think about? Because there's some times where I'll, like, I'll change lanes and I won't signal. What do you think about that? Just a rebel. Sometimes I'll change lanes and I won't signal. But you know what I always do? Always, 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 always do? I always... Stop at a stop sign. I always stop at a red light. I don't even think about it. I don't even think like, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, the man's really getting to me. They're really trying to put me down with all these traffic lights. I started thinking about like, okay, how do traffic lights serve me? All right, because uh, in my brain, I'm like, all right, the law is made to serve us, okay? At least, at least here, what Jesus is talking about. So I was kind of trying to bring that into what, what you and I deal with daily. So how do traffic lights serve me? Because it feels like I am made to serve the law of the red light. So how do traffic lights serve me? So I started to think about it. See if, you, see if you're with me on this. I started to think, okay, 
Well, if there's one or two cars in a town, you don't need a traffic light. Just watch out for Fred and his Model T. You know what I mean? Well, then there's 20 cars in a town. You're like, all right, well, we got to have some kind of system. Otherwise, it'll be crazy, people driving wherever they want. And you think about like a city like San Marcos, and there's, let's say, 100,000 cars driving around San Marcos. Like, okay, well, yeah, I guess it makes sense because I want to be able to have a reasonable pace that we drive at. And I want people to stop if it's my turn to go. <laughs> so maybe in this particular case, it serves us as a society, it serves us as a city of San Marcos to have a red light that I will volunteer to stop at so you can go that way. And so begrudgingly, after I thought through this in my head, I was like, all right, well, maybe a stoplight can serve me because it helps me to get where I'm going safely. Now, I'm not trying to make a case for every law or anything like that, but what I want to do with this particular message today is I want you to see at least what I see or what I think I see in what Jesus is saying here is that the laws, the rules, they are very simple and straightforward. But people, you, me, the relationships we're in, those are very complicated. And when relationships are complicated, it calls for nuance, and it calls for conversation, and it calls for curiosity. If you're taking notes, I, I want you to write this down. When we focus on rules more than we focus on people, we exchange for what's right for acting right. Because you can look at something and you say, well, uh, the right thing to do is maybe to give this person a warning. The right thing to do is maybe to like, yeah, I get it, man. Just be careful out there. But acting the right way says, no, 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 you, you, you broke the rules. You know you did. I'm not the bad guy. You broke the rules, so now you get this. And maybe you're not a police officer for the city of San Marcos, but maybe you have this same attitude in the relationships in your life. Maybe you've cut people off from your life because of rules that they have broken according to what you believe. Maybe you've cut people off in your life because of the rules that they have broken. What would it look like for you to bring curiosity to that? Sometimes when it comes to the people in our life, we want everyone, this is an over-exaggeration, so get ready for it, this is hyperbole. We want everyone to show us grace. Right? We want everyone to realize that we are a complicated person that needs to be understood, that has bad days and good days. But there are times when we look at other people and we just judge them for that one action. We define people by that one thing they said, that one thing that they did. It happens all the time to me when I'm driving. Nothing shakes my confidence like somebody honking at me. Somebody will honk. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. It's a long day. I had this going on. But if someone's looking at their phone at a stoplight and I'm behind them and that light turns green for half a second, 
I have defined who that person is by them looking at their phone at a stoplight. Oh, trust me, they have been defined. <laughs> but if it's me, I'm like, well, hold on, man. My wife is texting me. She wants me to get something on the way home. And the person behind me is like, I don't have time for the story, man. <laughs> what if, what if, what if we could train ourselves, challenge ourselves to bring that grace, to bring that curiosity? And I'm not saying you don't. I'm not saying you don't do that or don't ever do that. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about a, a, a community a family, a relationship where we, we allow ourselves, we train ourselves for that to be the go-to. Yeah, there's rules. Yeah, there's, there's ways that we interact in our, in our relationship. Maybe you're in, your, in, in one of your relationships, you don't have written rules, but maybe one of the rules is we don't, uh, we don't yell at each other. We don't call each other names. We're not sarcastic during, a, during an argument. And then we're, me and my wife, Amber, we're having a, a discussion. And it gets a little heated. And there's a little bit of sarcasm. Do I define, I'm never sarcastic, she is. Do I define her? <laughs> Do I define her by that? Does she define me by that one thing? Or is there room for curiosity? Now, that might be an easy example because, you know, my wife, Amber, I love her so dearly, so deeply. So maybe it's easy to show her grace. But what about the people that I don't know? Can I show them grace? What about the people that I don't know that don't agree with me, that don't, that I don't like the way they think, I don't like what they do? What about the people around me like that? That's the challenge. That's the challenge. That's where we have a challenge to see people the way that Jesus did. Here, watch this one more time. Loving people who don't follow the rules is the challenge that Jesus presents with his life. Loving people who don't follow the rules. You could say that Jesus cleared out the rules and said, you, you, you don't need to follow the rules, you need to follow me. I am the completion of the law. I am the fulfillment of the law. Follow me. Follow my actions. Follow the way I think, what I say, what I do. And I, what I see Jesus doing is coming across all these people who were not following the rules, but who were trying to follow God. so easy to follow rules, but it's so much more challenging. Rules are simple. People are complicated. And so my challenge for you, maybe for this week, is to follow all traffic laws. No, it's not. <laughs> Keep living your dream. My challenge for you is to maybe find someone in your life that you maybe either cut off or, or you haven't cut off, but there was something about how they, how they acted, maybe a, a, an internal rule that you have that they broke. A rule that they have broken. And I want to challenge you to reach out and be curious. To be curious about what happened there. I promise you, I promise you, you don't have the full story. 
I promise you, there is something else there. And even if there's not, even if it's exactly what you thought, that doesn't make you a mind reader. But it does help bring some closure to what has happened. So that's my challenge for you today is to reach out in curiosity to someone. Find out the full story. What's going on there? What happened there? If you could, I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment. I want to pray for you this morning. God, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to be bold in our faith. God, we thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. And it's through Jesus that we're able to live in freedom. And that freedom does not mean we are exempt from rules. It means that we are living above rules. We are living above reproach. We are living through love, through grace, through faith, through hope. God, I pray that the way that we live this week, the way, the way that we uh, interact with people this week would show your love through us. We love you. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.